ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and now we're live on Facebook. Sober Grind coming back at you again with another incredible episode. As always, my name is Austin Armstrong, joined by my amazing co-host, Pej. That's oh, I got Pej with camera, force. And the camera, and the camera, and the camera. A name with force. That's right. We're here. And today we have a very special guest. His name is Renee. And I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit. So welcome to Sober Grind, Renee. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much for inviting me. My name again. Again, my name is Renee. And I'm here to hang out with these guys and see what we can uh, discover. Where are you from, Renee? Me? I'm from actually originally from the East Coast, Connecticut. Mm. Um, Connecticut. Here. Yes, yes, yes. Connecticut. <laughs> uh, where you wait five minutes and the weather and the will connect change. comes. <laughs> <laughs> the weather will change and the yeah, connect Yeah, the connect will come, yes. Yeah. Hello, um, Natalia. Anyone listening out there, feel free to leave your questions, your comments at any time. Let us know where you're watching from, and we would be happy to answer them live for you. Yes. Definitely. So, Pej, let's talk a little bit about our our topic of today okay. before we jump in to everyone. So, not wasting talent. Okay. I'm really excited to talk yeah. about it. So, I remember, I'm in my 40s now, right? But when I was in my 20s. You don't look a day over 25. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I don't want to say the drugs preserve me, but perhaps, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so when I was in my 20s, like, it was a really big deal to, like, follow the mafia, try to think mm. that you're greater than, that you're badass, that, like, you could do things to people and you can affect people. And we really, like, looked up to the Scarfaces and the Goodfellas and all that. And there was sure. this movie called The Bronx Tale, right? I still have to watch it. You haven't seen especially the after this. No. Oh, I know. Good movie. You don't know stop, what you don't know. Stop the stream. You, you don't know I'm what. I'm gonna go watch it. I'll be back. Okay. So <laughs> so in the movie, there's this kid named Closio. He's supposed to be kind of like Robert De Niro when he's a kid, growing up in in the Bronx, right? And and there's a guy that he looked up to, this mafia guy named Lorenzo. And as bad as Lorenzo was and all the things that he did, Lorenzo was kind of like a mentor to him, and he would tell him things that were for his own good. Mm. So he, there was a line in the movie where he, he said to him, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent, and the choices you make will shape your life forever. Lorenzo said that. So th mm. that was played by Chaz Palmineri. Palmineri. You would you're from back east. I think Something like that. Good old yeah. Chaz. Anyway, so it turns out that Closio, like, even in, throughout the movie, there was a meaning behind that, right? So mm. you're like, don't waste your talent, right? Like sometimes we don't really know the talents that we have unless we like move forward and we do something with ourselves. So at that time of my life, I, I had a clothing line and I had no business sense and I really mm. tried to make this thing get off the ground and really we had taken it to another level. Like we were selling it in stores, <clears throat> we were doing things with it, but because I had no business sense, I ran that thing into the ground. Plus I was engulfed in drugs, right? Mm. So I never really got to take that talent to another level. I was artistic, I created it, I made it happen, I had friends invest in it, we really did something with it, but then I ran it into the ground due to the fact that I was not in my right mind. So it was a wasted talent. So that, mm. that line in the movie always stood out to me. And so, in more, I just watched the movie recently, mm -hmm. and when I was watching, I love the I, the movie never gets old. Like you got, I've you gotta have to watch it. I've if you like Goodfellas it. and you yeah. like the like casino oh, type movies, this Absolutely. movie is like right up there with those ones, okay. right? Like Carly's Way, whatever. But anyway, mm -hmm. so I was watching the movie, and somebody was with me, and they said, "Did you know that Colosio grew up?" To, and he went down that path too, where he got into drugs, alcohol. He went to prison because of, what was it? Somebody got shot. Yeah, somebody had gotten shot. Right. Somebody um, had gotten shot. So and so more like he went and got into recovery. And now they're doing a documentary of him called 
a waste of talent, right? So wow. basically to say, like, even this guy that portrayed a character in a movie that was told not to waste your talent, later on in life went down that dark path of drug addiction and alcoholism and all that jazz and then ended up, whoa, look at us. We just, we're, we we're just in deep Beverly Hills right now. <laughs> look at us, like, whoa. Right and low in Beverly Hills, right? Anyway, so Mission Viejo, Beverly Hills, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so basically, you know, we wanted to talk to our friend Renee today because mm. Renee and I, how long did we meet? Um, probably about six months ago. I didn't meet you right at the beginning of when I went to the program, but it was about three months into it when I had seen you speak uh -huh. um, at a meeting. Okay, and then you right now have nine months of survival. Yes, ex exactly two days. Round of applause, months. everyone. Leave your comments. You. Nine months. Congratulations, nine months. Full term. Awesome. <laughs> Pregnancy. Full yeah. term, exactly. Uh, <laughs> full term. Uh, that's great. Yep. That's amazing. I'm pregnant with sobriety. All right. So tell us about yourself. <laughs> well, um, who are I'm, you? Um, who well, is Renee? Renee is a guy that's 50 years old. Has uh, 50 years has old. Now you tell me that I didn't age. 50? Yeah, man. Really? You look good, man. Thank you. Thank you. I get that a lot, but I try to, you know, be humble and just be like, you know, thank you. <laughs> but, <clears throat> I mean, I grew up in Hartford, uh, Connecticut, and, you know, I ran the streets. It's not like I came from a poor family, so I just, I went where I got my acceptance and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and that's what I did, and got into hustling, you know, and hustling other things besides the drugs, and next thing you know, you land up using your own product mm -hmm. and don't get high off your own supply, supply. yeah <laughs> so basically you know i kept doing that throughout my life i mean it's not like i was totally out of the loop i mean i did I do work i made money i bought a house had a family still got the family but at the end of the yeah. day you can't keep doing that one day yeah. you're gonna crash and mm. um when you say family sure. like wife kids wife kids and stuff mm. like that okay. um but i went overboard when uh, a bunch of things were going on crazy in my life and like I told before in the original podcast, the last, uh, the linchpin was my mother dying. So that, I was off the reservation for like five months. Mm -hmm. So my battle with uh, addiction has been going on all my life. Um, but I made a decision to surrender and that's what I needed to do. Like literally let go of everything. I always liked the fast cars. Yeah, me, for me, if I could live and have a huge yacht and have all those toys. Right. I don't love it for what it is. I just like it because there's certain things I want to do. It takes quite a bit of money and stuff like that. And I like the nice cars and designs. But to me, my first and foremost thing was to come here to get clean. Mm. And right now, I can't um, say how much, how great my life is. Um, it's amazing to hear. I like money, but I don't love it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a thing that came to me, like you said, about wasted talent. I kept going up and down, had so many opportunities, dude, so many opportunities, mm -hmm. and they, I felt like the mouse in the wheel, you just keep spinning and spinning, you're not gaining any traction, Right. Mm. and I always feared, I know that I have talent because of some of the things I've done, I had a patent pending, Fortune 500 company invited me to go see them, and they always Fortune in my 500 company? Yeah, in Minnesota with safety harnesses oh, wow. and stuff like that, Okay. Cool. and it's just crazy because it would keep pounding me in my head saying, dude, you know this stuff, you've done these things? but you don't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. Or I would start it and stop, and it keeps burning in my head, dude. Mm. And it just drives me nuts, but I didn't have a clear head. Now, I came out to California, my head's a lot more clear, I got nine months. Mm -hmm. It's funny, because as hard as I tried to do stuff back then, right. things are kind of like falling to my hat. I mean, lab, mm. living clean. It just happened to think of the idea while I was on a plane, and it's evolving, people mm. like it. Right. I'm doing other things, um, work. So, 
I think this time around, as in my talent, I don't think I'm going to waste it because after I surrendered, I think it's now, it's time it's going to be released and say, this is the right time that God says, this is the right time for you, Renee. Oh, I love that. Tell us tell us about the, the Living Clean brand. The so as, as you can all see here, this is, this yep. is some awesome I mean, clothing. See, yeah, this is the Very Living Clean cool brand. Stuff. Um, it's based on a belief that you have a clean heart, clean soul, and a clean mind. And basically what the, and you'll be paid back sevenfold. And basically mm. it says in the Bible, but the Steve steals from you, you bring him to court, you know, he's arrested, he has to pay you back sevenfold. Okay. Now, we've arrested the, you know, the, the drugs by you going to a recovery facility. Uh-huh. And as long as you, you know, have it or keep it arrested, you know, now he's been caught, the drugs are going to have to pay you back sevenfold. And we see that people that are in recovery, they have great lives. Mm. You see that. Right. And they're always saying, wow, my life is so much better. So that's what I mean by sevenfold. So that's what Living Clean stands for in the brand. That's my belief. It's okay. more than just a name. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. And to keep growing spiritually. I think that's wonderful. So your, your talent is definitely not wasted. You're, <laughs> doing, you're doing things with this. I'm trying. I'm trying. I got people backing me up where, you know, they're... I met some guy, uh, one of the places where I'm at, and he was like, Renee, he says, I do a lot of branding. I mean, like, he's, like, big, big time. He says, I got a skew of hats and stuff. He says, dude, I'll make some stickers. He says, as long as you can help me put them together. And I was like, the stuff I've been doing have attracted. Like, that funny law of attraction thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been doing some stuff, and I didn't pay attention. I just did my thing. I've been attracting people, and, like, they want to, like, throw their help to me. Uh-huh. And it, it's great. It, it is really surprising. I didn't think it would happen. I wasn't no. looking for it. Like I said, before I was looking for it. Mm-hmm. Now it was just like, I'm just doing my thing, and it just, and it's just coming. It's to all me. coming together. Yeah. Right? So it's really, really good. I guess Plus, you got, you got the keys to the kingdom, the yeah. secret, right? You open it up. And you got to give back. You got to give back Absolutely. with your talent. With your talent. So Very I've been much going so. out, Living Clean's been going out there, and I made some sandwiches. You know, I spent my money mm-hmm. and went out to the homeless and dropped them off. Sat down, talked to the guys and stuff like that. They right. tell me their story. And that's what Living Clean Brand is also part of, that we're going to give back to the homeless community or anybody that we can out on the streets. That's what we're about. So if you want to get involved with who we are, you know, check us out. I mean, I just have some simple stuff on Instagram, Living Clean, LVNCLN1024. Mm-hmm. And just kind of follow us. But we're going to be going in a direction of just also staying clean, but also um, helping out people that aren't as fortunate, you know, as me or anybody else, but the homeless and trying to give back. So the easiest yeah. way is to find you on Instagram, living clean, L-V-N-C-L-N-1024. What's the 1024? Uh, my sober date. I had a feeling. Uh. I had a feeling. <laughs> Check nice, that nice, out, nice, ladies nice. and gentlemen. Yeah. So we, uh, we, before we continue, we have a couple comments that I want to address, and then we're going to keep deep diving into this great to- uh, content. So uh, keep leaving us any questions, comments, thoughts, where you're watching in the world. We would love to hear it. Uh, but so we have, what's up brothers? My name is Warren. Hey Warren, I'm six, uh, I'm an addict, 16 months months clean clean. and life is so amazing now. Had to leave Cali. Well, congratulations on 16 months. Thank you for checking this out. Thank you, Warren. Thanks for checking in with us. 16 months is a big deal. Absolutely. Good job. Solange commented earlier as well. Great to see you here, Solange. I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) (laughs) The fire dancer, Shams. The fire dancer. Much love to you. Yeah, Pej has a lot of more movies. Lisa Banner, Phoenix. Phoenix in the heezy. So these come all from all over the world, huh? Oh, yeah. All, all over, over the, the world. What else right, we got so here? Let's see. Nats Corona. Natalia, I met uh, you and your friends in Hollywood once. I just remembered that the shirt. She met you. She met She met you before. You got a fan. Natalia. Really? You're already spreading. She, she, perhaps in the recovery community because she's 
perhaps, possibly, maybe in recovery. But I won't ruin her anonymity. That's up to her. Okay. Oh, she's watching with Sarah, too. Sarah, remember this guy? I think you were with us. Okay. I love this message. Yes. So you, you were up in Hollywood promoting your stuff? Oh, yeah. It was one time we went in there deep, right? I said, guys, you know, you don't want to rock the stuff the guys I went through the program with. So we had white shirts like this, but they were, they were white and said, Living Queen, you're a boss, and the hats. And we were five deep into the meeting. It was my first time in Hollywood. So it's only, I've only been there once, so it must have been that time. It was time. that one time. Yeah. So, so let world. me get this straight. So what kind of products do you have? You have hats, Just T-shirts? Just and T-shirts, yeah. Okay. And it, any stuff for girls? Um, we're working on that, you know, I mean, because... I'm not some the richest guy in the world, cool. but so I'm, I got to get some more money to get some girly some inventory. Okay. But yeah, we're going to gear towards that. Like we actually, me and my wife were, because um, I'm happily married, and there was these um, short shorts that were watermelon color, and they were going to say living <laughs> clean <laughs> on the buttocks. And then there was going to be, of course, the tank tops <laughs> and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and we had made some hats that girls like because they said, Renee, you haven't been pink, and I didn't. So then I came the next batch I had. Um, so some of the people that I went through the treatment program with have okay. ended up picking up some pink hats and stuff like that. So they're pink with the black letters. Okay. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and the lettering is like this. You this know, is I, the original you know I'm going to want to get some some gear. Okay, yeah. We definitely hook okay. you guys yeah, up, man. We'll, we'll work on that. And um, if you don't mind me asking, just curious. So when you went down that dark path, what is it when you weren't living clean? What was it that you were using? Was it alcohol, drugs, mm -hmm. the whole gamut, all of it? What? Uh, yeah, drugs. Drinking would get me to go get high. Okay. My thing was cocaine. Okay. Straight okay. up. It was crack cocaine. That, that's, oh, that. that's, okay, when I first met you and I said, you seem kind of high class. Like, remember? It's because of that, yeah. that cocaine <laughs> caviar, right? That lifestyle. So, no, it's good to see you well. And really, Thank like, you, you, you have embraced this thing. You know, you're, you're basically, you're part of the crew. Yeah, I have to be. You I know? said I'd go down to the deep end. I said, it was kind of, you ever seen the movie Devil's Advocate? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. At the end, Another Al Pacino, Pacino Keanu Reeves. The only way he can get out of that, it was to commit suicide. Next thing you know, opportunity didn't think he was going to do that. Well, it was kind of like in a way, I'll commit suicide in the sense of leaving that life. I'll kill myself, that life off, that individual. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm a big follower of God and trust me, I had a very close relationship with Christ. And so I know that how dark it got and how I could see where the devil was entering. It, it mm -hmm. was bad. Mm -hmm. So I said, the only way for me to get out of this, because he knows that I had those vices of cars, money, Having the, I got divorced and having this, you know, so-called looking girlfriend and mm -hmm. just other things. I go, mm. I'm in such bad shape. I said, I know what I'll do. Right. I'll let everything go. I couldn't before. I said, literally, I don't care. I said, I'll let everything go for one year so I can have the rest of my life back. I said, I don't care if they repo their car. I don't care if I lose my house. Well, however, you had given that to my, my wife because we had gotten divorced. I don't care. And when I did that. Hence the process of a full Powerful. surrender. That's right. I and love then it. it was like, oh man, I you know, it. so that was my angle and that's what I did. But yeah. my thing was crack cocaine and it took me to a rabbit hole that sure. you needed excavators on top of excavators. Actually, you needed a crane to get me out. Right. It, it was it was bad psychologically and spiritually. Mm -hmm. Dude, it, it was, I've never experienced nothing like that because my runs were 24 hours. I'd be gone for a day, going a few days later, I'd do something again. This was for five and a half months. Straight. Right. The yeah. what it affected did to me, it was just ridiculous and I didn't think I was gonna make it, but. What what triggered that? I, I know you, it, your mom, I said, I think, um, but what was it that, that just really triggered that want to just leave everything behind in you? Was uh, it was it mean that? Mean to get clean? Well, yeah. It was the pain. Like I said, I knew I had a, I had a four year commitment to God's why I had mm. was clean. I mean, I was living that life like no swearing. My brother would have conversations about girls like, listen, Eric, I'm not, 
doing that stuff. I'm not talking. It was like literally I was starting to be, they call it, depending on your understanding, you'll get like a marriage to Christ, mm. how you live your life. And I knew that, but I walked away. So knowing that and the pain that I was in, mm -hmm. God was telling me, you're going to have to let everything go. Literally, what is there to be afraid of? Let everything yeah. go. Trust in me and I will take care of you. I go back to the Bible. If I can take care of the birds and feed them, why would I not take care of you? I really, truly believe that. And for me, that was the right decision. Mm -hmm. But if an individual doesn't have something to go off and to believe in them, that they're gonna move forward, mm -hmm. you can stay stuck and you'll find all these other solutions. Some people will commit suicide, some people will go even darker, or they'll just keep on that lifestyle for the rest of their lives and it'll be miserable. Mm -hmm. There is a way out. Um, even the big books, they talk about God plenty of time. In the 12 steps, they mentioned God four times. Mm -hmm. Everybody, it's a spiritual program. But for me, it was, God was in my corner. He said, trust me, don't worry about it let everything go mm -hmm. and I did and I got that in my mind literally don't think about businesses or not just think about getting clean and go to the deep end take the commitments everything like that and I did that and I had to be patient because it was hard because it's like you're in limbo it's like all I have to do is focus on recovery I gotta do journals I gotta deal with codependence I really gotta dig in you're there every day mm -hmm. at 3,000 miles away from home your family's away and the clock can't tick any faster. It's minute by minute, and your brain is constantly running at you. But you have to protect yourself mentally. I used to watch videos from Tony Robbins, Les Brown, all these guys motivated mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. read the Bible because I knew after 90 days I was going to be on my own pretty much. You have to be ready mentally. And that's what I did. I stuck in my lane. I met people, yes, had friends, but I made sure I knew what I was coming here. I didn't make a mistake. I'm coming to Huntington Beach, and I'm going to sit in the fun. And this is a vacation. Yeah. I knew what I was dealing with. And as long as I knew that, and I spent time in the Bible and worked my program, that I'd be okay. Great. Uh, sound, you know, stuff. 50 years old, sounds like a good time to get sober. You ain't getting no younger. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do want to say uh, along the lines of what you're talking about. Well, obviously, you know, he said, so what was it? Was it certain things that happened? Losing our parents, our siblings, things like that, that can be excruciatingly painful. And then on top of that, like, what happens? We get depressed. We get sad. We grieve. We don't know how to process that. Mm. So what do we turn to? Some people turn to alcohol and drugs. Some people just numb out. Some people just yeah. get really depressed. Solange asked a question. Regardless of the topic of today, my question today is how the 12 steps and are the 12 steps of AA the same for people with depression that doesn't have the disease of alcohol or drugs, but they want to hurt themselves physically and want to die? That's to cut mm. their veins. So that goes kind of along the lines you know there's some people that when they don't know and i wrote about this on my facebook just last night because in recent times i've i've watched these young people younger than me and you but I've, these <laughs> right. young people that that talk about the the um multiple times that they've gone to psych wards recently um uh the suicide attempts and you know people don't just have to try to cut themselves to kill themselves when they're doing drugs they're basically it's a it's a, a short another way of killing slowly. yourself slowly killing yourself right even people that smoke cigarettes you're really just killing yeah. yourself like truly like you're killing yourself right so the 12 steps is isn't for everybody yeah. but i mean it works obviously so that's great people can go to meetings and it doesn't just pertain to alcoholics or addicts there's different types of meetings especially solange lives in la so there's a place called the share center where there are specific 12-step meetings for 
all different types of addictions. Mm. I'm talking like there's a kleptomaniacs anonymous for people that steal a lot. Oh, interesting. Right? There's one for cutters. There's one. There's mm. all different types of twelve-step meetings, and they all derive and, and are, are from the grandfather Alcoholics Anonymous, which mm. is wonderful, which is yeah. great. But it works. You know, those, if you work those steps, they can they can help. They help a lot of people. Now. Obviously, for some deep-rooted stuff, sometimes you need some individual therapy. You yes. went through treatment. You had your therapist. I went through treatment. I had my therapist. We did a lot of group therapy. We got to see ourselves and other people in the group interaction. Definitely. So, you know, all these things are pertinent, and they're very, very valuable. And I like that you found your path. I found my path. We walk when we trudge this road of happy destiny yeah. together. It's a beautiful thing. And yeah, you aren't a wasted talent. I'm not a wasted talent. I feel like through my recovery process in the last 11 plus years, I've found different hidden talents I never knew hmm. I had. You know, and one of them is to, to be able to do public speaking. That's funny that you said Give us that. a couple more. I want to hear some, yeah. some hidden talents, gentlemen. Yeah. I'll think we of something. Have you wanted to comments. say something? Well, it's funny <laughs> they say hidden talents because I, I was always into art and stuff like that. And one day we were in um, art class. Right. Mm. And we were working with Clay. All of a sudden, like, light lost myself, and I made this cross about 10 inches, hmm. and it was so realistic. I took, like, this carpet that had this tool metal or whatever, and then I painted it brown with a marker, but it looked like wood. Hmm. People, there were staff members, people that were there with me that were they asking thought it was me real wood. wood. And, I mean, this thing, trust and me. And it was it, clay. It, it, yeah, it was outrageous, hmm. and wow. I was like, you find out when you're in the process of starting to release all those cobwebs, yeah, I found that as an interest to me to like. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna buy some clay. It's like it hasn't come to my mind lately, but mm -hmm. I want to start like finding some clay because there is stuff that I know Renee had in his life where you know I'd be interested in that. But my brain is so fogged up. It's like, yeah, that's not on my uh, priority list. It's chasing money or doing this and that. But right. I've got to a point now where I can slow down and grab those um, other talents that I have, like that clay thing. Mm -hmm. To me, it was relaxing. Right. I made something really nice. I, I, it made me feel really good. Absolutely. Wow. And I haven't done that stuff probably in over when I was until I was, I mean, kid in high school or maybe elementary school, but it was something that I did play around with. Mm -hmm. And then when I got to see while I was in recovery and how much I enjoyed it, right. I was like, you know, I said I could see myself doing this as Get a hobby. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, dude. And like yeah. maybe sell some, just giving them away. Yeah, and, that, sure. and that's exactly, you know, when you ask like, like my, my hidden talents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to the Art Institute, right? Mm. I'm an artist. I'm a painter. I've right. painted. I've drawn. Oh, I would love to see some of your work. Oh, if yeah. you only knew, though, I did so many. When I was on drugs, I'd go to school and I would overkill all my assignments. Like, I literally had canvases with, with wow. like layers and layers of paint because the picture was never right, right? <laughs> it wasn't good enough. Like, I kept having to redo it. Oh, and, and my excuse was this is how demented I was. Like, I, I thought. Well, you know, Salvatore Dali was on drugs, and look at what he did. Nobody ah. really even recognized his art until he was <laughs> oh, gone, you right. know, until he passed away. But in my own drug addict mind, like, I really thought, like, you know, I'm going to get to that level. So right. I, truly, like, there's so many different hidden talents. You know, one of the, the things that I, that I love is that I went back to school and learned how to become, a, you know, like a group facilitator, a drug and alcohol counselor, how to help people with their cases. And there was somebody there that was instrumental for me, a few different people that were instrumental for me in, in the recovery process. So I found it necessary for me, my ultimate duty is to help these guys get through the whole, all the way from detox, through all the full spectrum, through PHP, IOP, all that stuff, and then put them and reintegrate them back into society, find them the right sober living. So my talent was, without me knowing that I can be of usefulness and helpfulness to other people. Mm. You know, I, I have, I'm like a vessel. I got to be of service to people because people mm. were of service to me. So, yeah, that's what I got. That's, that's amazing. Cool. That's awesome.
We, wanna, we have a couple questions here I want to answer. Solange came back with another one. Uh, uh, Warren says, hey, brother, you're not alone. It took me to the age of 50 to get clean off 30 years of doing heroin. God is good. Warren, thank you so much My for, God, for Warren, sharing 30, your 30 stories. years of doing heroin. You are a machine, bro. Yeah. Wow. I'm yes, happy you man. survived. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it's good to, it's awesome. that you got out of it. That's awesome. And I'm so, happy you're off of it. Good. Good job. Patricia says, God bless you from Los Cabos, Mexico. We're in Mexico. We're <laughs> I love, love it. it. I'm we glad, I'm glad we're reaching all over the world. Okay, we have a couple more here. Solange says, <laughs> okay, but depressing person like this can still go to AA meetings besides the proper therapy, or they should just go to meetings for suicidals. Well, we could talk about that later, but AA is mainly for alcoholics. I mean, that's right. who should be going to Alcoholics Anonymous is alcoholics but everything for its own place but also i think therapy is of great importance mm. and uh let's see Natalia Natalia says, here's a fun fact most addicts have some form of artistic talent you don't say i'm <laughs> telling know, you I'm, there's so true. many talented artists out there that get caught up in that whole hype the hype of drugs you know to the mm. point where they're out of their mind out of out of sight out of mind they can't really put their talents to, to but i see so many people sobering up and like just doing exquisite artwork, you know, like beautiful pieces. Mm. Um, it's it's of great and importance. Different forms of art too. Different music, forms. A music lot of for different sure, thing. Yeah. for sure, definitely. My, our friend Wes Gear, who oh yeah, he's going to recovery. Rock to recovery. He he took it to a whole other level. He's in like a hundred different treatment centers, teaching people music. You know, the yeah. recovery through music. It's awesome. We'll we'll bring him on the show soon. Plus, he's going to be in this documentary that we got coming up soon. We won't say too gonna much, but cool. we got an awesome. It's documentary. in the works. It's in the works. <laughs> yes. Cool. Any any other questions on that end? We're Do all you have any more questions? If you have any more questions, you can feel free to ask us here. Yeah, yeah we I'll, don't need to be live either. We can answer them after. We can the answer fact. them after. And also, just so you all know, there's we have the Ask an Addiction Specialist. It's a Facebook page that's attached to here. There's actually the, the links right there. You can type it up in your little bar. Ask an addiction specialist if you have any questions in regards to addiction or alcoholism. We have professionals on hand that can answer any kind of questions that you need. We have Definitely. people that are in recovery that have been around, um, and they'll, they'll respond in a timely manner. But feel free to, to be added to the page, ask an addiction specialist. Also, tell your friends about the Sober Grind. We are here. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, we're here to help you all better understand. I don't want to hog this whole show. This <laughs> coffee was so strong. Better understand addiction recovery and, and share awesome stories like Renee's. Love you Provide too, you with the, the best possible information. Uh, we've been doing this for, I think, close to six or seven months. This is episode 30 or something like something that like now. That. Uh, and when, what awesome. platforms so, can you find us in? Yeah, uh, the links to that's also in the description. So we're on uh, iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on YouTube. This is cool. We're on um, uh, iHeartRadio. So any place that you listen to audio platforms, check us out. If you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would mean the world. That just helps us expand and reach more people. You can share this video and it just allows us to keep spreading a positive message and, and help help reach more people. And then I wanted to real quick say, I noticed that Connie's saying, please explain the importance of the tradition. So when mm. in the 12-step community, there besides the 12 steps, there are 12 traditions. And those are to keep the group in check. It's basically, you if you're part of a 12-step program, 
you, there's certain things you want to do and there's certain things you don't want to do and you don't want to break traditions. And when you, if you break traditions, you could be harming the group. You could be harming, you know, like Alcoholics Anonymous as a whole. So it's really good to not just go, if you're in a 12-step program, don't just work the steps, but it's good to learn the traditions too so that you know not to break the traditions. And that goes with certain things like breaking people's anonymity or, you know, going on social media and talking about being in a 12-step program. Mm. You know, there's certain things that you don't want to do. You don't want to harm the community, and therefore it's good to learn the traditions. So I myself, I'm in the 12-step community. I don't go around and broadcast on Facebook that I'm an Alcoholics Anonymous and you must be too. I don't do that. You know, I don't do that. That's breaking a tradition. What I do do is go to my own 12-step meetings and when people are there i try to teach them and show them you know show them a ropes the way somebody showed me the ropes but thank you for bringing that up connie absolutely and we have a couple more quick comments here uh i should use be a used i, I'm, I assume car salesman all the cheap i spewed over the years That's from warren. <laughs> warren you're a character man we should have you on the show soon okay and, warren warren keep in touch we'll bring and you then on god bless on. aa worldwide all right <laughs> thanks patricia uh, all right there's watching from argentina nice all right argentina. hello argentina nice we're reaching the world sober grind everywhere hi ali well Gentlemen, is there anything else I we think wanted that's to discuss all, it's a, it's a today? This, this was, was like one of the best shows we've had. Episode. The only thing I have left is, is if yeah, you're please. in need of recovery, um, don't be afraid to get into somewhere that can help you out. It's it's going to be hard. The reality is it's going to be hard. It's definitely not going to be easy, but that's the biggest problem in your life. Um, you're going to want to have to deal with that. And eventually things will get easier. The pain will get less. Um, but you're going to have to confront it because I guarantee you, if you do not confront what you got going on, if you're addicted, you know, to alcohol or drugs, you're going to stay stuck there. You will not move forward. That's my reality. I know that mm. it's for a fact. You will not move forward. The best thing you can do is look at what you got going on, get into a recovery facility. You'll get all the help and they'll guide you in the right direction and take it from there. Um, so that's pretty much Thank that's you. A, that's amazing advice. We appreciate and, and you. An amazing closing. Keep, keep doing what you're doing because we need you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna keep doing because I gotta give. I gotta pay it forward and just you know, everybody needs a helping hand. I need yeah. a helping hand. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you, Renee. So check out this hat. Check out yeah. the Living Clean Living brand. Clean. Living Clean. <laughs> if you do need help with addiction, you can reach out to Pej at any time. He'd be happy to help you. You can reach out to Beginnings Treatment Centers. Call 800-387-6907 or join the Ask an Addiction Specialist Group, as he mentioned before. There are so many resources out there to help. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, Sober Grind. Right, out. We'll see you later. <laughs>